All right, traders and investors, it's time to go ahead and get to the expert opinions. That's what it's all about, trying to keep in the informational ads. Like always, this is not financial advice, just educational, but let's get some education. Let's learn about what's out there from none other than Thomas Hayes. You guys know we've had him on before. One of my favorite guests. Let's come back on. Welcome on, Tim Thomas Hayes, chairman and managing member of Great Hill Capital. Great to have you back on, Thomas. Thanks for having me, Mitch. Always love to come on with you. Definitely excited to talk about the overall market, but I want to focus more on oil and natural gas to start off here. First, let's start off with oil. Of course, there's been some recent updates. I'm sure I'll let you go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about these. But how do you feel about the recent OPEC plus cut in production? By a small amount, but cutting. Yeah, back. it's it's token. It's basically a fist bump to uh, President Biden, uh, literally and figuratively. If you remember when when they visited, uh, that's how they greeted one another. Uh, what what's more interesting about oil is the fact that uh, the rig count is now approaching pre-pandemic levels. And while everyone's been focused on OPEC and Russia, no one's been paying attention to the fact that the U.S. producers are like, yeah, we like. 80, 90, 100 dollar oil, we're going to drill, drill, drill. And, and that's exactly what they've been doing. Uh, I think we're probably up uh, now approaching 770 versus 7790 pre-pandemic. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to feel the effects of that. Demand's a little slower with the lockdowns every couple of months, uh, every couple of weeks in a new city in China. Uh, and in Europe, people getting hit with high energy bills because uh, Putin can turn off the pipeline anytime he wants to for maintenance. And, uh, um, you know, all the green advocates have figured out that, uh, you know, wind only works when uh, when the wind's blowing and, and you can't store that uh, that that energy and solar only works when the sun is shining. So you do need to have uh, fossil fuels for the time being during the transition. Uh, and uh, UK is figuring that out with the new administration. Uh, the U.S. Uh, hasn't quite figured that out. But private equity guys who bought all the assets in the whole uh, in 2020 are figuring that out and, and they've been drilling and they're, they're bringing new supplies online. So the U.S. is in a very good shape. I mean, if you think about all the inflation expectations just a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact, I was looking at five year inflation break evens uh, just a few months ago in March. We're at three. 57. People were expecting inflation to be, you know, 3.57 five years out. Now that has collapsed over the weekend to 255. Uh, this is this is almost the lowest during the pandemic period. So uh, the Fed has been very, very successful in talking down inflation expectations. And they're much more concerned with long term expectations because it affects behavior than, than short term in inflation rates. Now, do you think this Russian cap even matters if countries like India and China are not going to take part? It, well, that's it's been the same thing since day one. Russia is selling more oil than ever. India is buying it hand over fist. China is buying it hand over fist. They're buying it at discounts. They're filling up their strategic petroleum reserves while we're 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 uh, drawing down on ours, and and uh, and that's exactly what's happening. So I, I think that. Uh, uh, Brussels has done a good job of uh, ultimately hurting their constituents, which they have a, a tendency to do with overregulation and a disregard for impact on business and small business and everyday people. Uh, and they, they will reverse it. But uh, like all politicians, they tend to come to the right conclusion after exhausting all other possibilities. So uh, we're just going to have to wait for them to figure out what everyone already knows 
that their policies are not going to work and they've got to find a way to, to have more energy and, and find a way to uh, take care of their people. All right. Now the question, and uh, a lot of people and investors are trying to weigh in on this. Will kind of oil get back over the $100 a barrel mark? Or do you feel like we're just in kind of a, a range now? Yeah, I think we're in a range. I think that supply uh, from the U.S. is coming on pretty strongly. I think the uh, the Russia supply uh, is certainly getting bought up by India and, and China. So that's going to continue. Uh, demand is a little bit slower in China, although that's going to come online. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be taking a bet. Everyone got excited about energy this year. No one was excited about energy in 2020. For me, it's not interesting uh, unless it comes down a lot. Uh, then I would get interesting again. But in this range, I think you're just going to get chopped up and there, there are greener pastures to pay attention to right now. Now, moving to natural gas, of course, uh, the battle on out there in Europe right now with Gazprom, you know, first citing a leak, then now citing that it's as Siemens. Um, now, what do you feel that is kind of moving forward from here is going to happen with natural gas? Do you Are you worried about the crisis in Europe kind of getting out of hand? Well, they're going to blink and they just don't know it yet. I mean, you know, Putin, Putin holds all the cards here uh, and uh, Brussels just hasn't figured that out yet. And they didn't uh, think this through before they got into this scenario. And now they're dealing with the consequences. And they think like every good regulator, you know, to every, uh, uh, you know, uh, to a guy with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And Brussels solution, everything has always been regulate more, tax more uh be more stringent and it's simply not going to work work this time you have to produce more that's the secret to prosperity is production not taxation not regulation it's production and brussels will figure this out uh they're going to have to uh allow more drilling they're going to have to allow other ways to get hydrocarbons until the transition makes sense i, I think everyone's on board that we want a greener cleaner environment but to try to do it all at once and to do it overnight uh is just uh uh, unrealistic. And, uh, and I think that they're getting a clear lesson. So they, they can either pray for a mild winter or they can adjust their policy, uh, but they can't have it both ways because sooner or later you see regime changes. You know, you saw it in the UK when people are unhappy, when food prices are high, uh, when energy prices are high, politicians get voted out of office. And as you know, everyone's politician, num politician's number one job is to get reelected and they do so, uh, uh, you know, at all costs. So um, I, I'm pretty uh, sanguine that they'll get to some type of resolution, but there may be some choppiness and bumpiness uh, ahead of time with, with regard to energy. So to traders and investors, what I would say is if you're trying to game this out and guess if, if oil is going to go up $10 or down $10, like literally that goes in my too hard pile. Uh, I look for scenarios where the margin of safety has gotten so extreme, you know, in 2020 when energy went negative $30 a barrel, you know, that was a no brainer when you had Exxon at $30, $38, when you had, you know, range resources at a dollar and 61 cents, that's now $30 and changed it. That's when we want to be talking about energy. Now we want to be talking about things that, uh, that are kind of left for dead, that have a huge enough margin of safety, even if they push against you a little bit in the short term you know, long-term, you've got high-quality assets that are that are going to be a lot higher moving forward. Excellent. Let's talk about those. Um, now, one thing that I've been looking at is, of course, is some opportunities now, of course, that are coming on down. But what's the next driver? That's one thing that I always look at and kind of watch your tweets on out there, Thomas, is what's going to drive us next? And do you feel that we take out those lows with that next driver? 
yeah, I think consensus is that we take out the lows. We're not in that camp. Uh, I think the setup is pretty interesting and the positioning is very interesting because no one believed the 18.7% rally in the S&P off the June lows. Uh, so everyone was in cash. They were finally forced to buy at the top uh, in August, uh, the first couple of weeks of August. All these guys crowded in that didn't buy anything in June and July. And then, of course, the trap door has to open. It happens every single time for the Johnny come latelys with a 9% pullback now. This is a normal pullback and consolidation to shake out the weak hands. Uh, and when they've punished them enough, they're going to take a next leg higher. And I think we're going to finish the year higher from here. Uh, if we consolidate for another uh, few days uh, into the CPI and PPI print, so be it. But this has really uh, provided a temporary buying opportunity to buy high quality assets on sale uh, if you missed the, the rally off the June lows uh, a few months back. So, you know, you're looking at uh, some of the positives coming in in terms of the inflation. Like I said, the five year break evens are now down to 255. That's huge. That gives the Fed a little breathing room to maybe not go 75, maybe go 50 this month or less. Uh, and the labor force participation rate, you know, because gas and food and energy is uh, very expensive. People have had to go back to work. That's that's creating some slack in the labor market. Uh, average hourly earnings came in lower than expected. That's also bodes well for the CPI and PPI prints next week. But those are going to be the two most important numbers of the year. Uh, we think, uh, you know, consensus is going to be hot. We think they're going to be lower than expected. And that will give the Fed cover to do 50 or less the, the following week, uh, which will be viewed as a, a rate of change, uh, kind of like a pivot. Uh, they're no longer doing the extreme measures of 75. They're down to 50. And then maybe the next meeting's 25. Uh, and then we may, may be done for the cycle, provided that the uh, inflation data continues to cooperate. Now, of course, the last thing I want to leave off with is an opportunity maybe for investors to kind of keep their eyes on. Is there a certain sector or industry now that you feel has been beaten down far enough that we should keep our eyes on it? And of course, like always, make a choice on where we're going. But is there a sector or industry that's looking good now? Well, I think I think the key here, Mitch, is going to be high quality while it's on sale. So uh, I think if the Fed is going to be uh, going less aggressively than consensus currently imagines right now, uh, that means uh, uh, rates are going to start to come in, and that that creates a tailwind for some of the tech stocks that have uh, that have recently come back in. I'd go for the highest quality. You know, the, one of the most hated is Meta right now. Uh, Meta platforms. The thing is trading at 14 times next year's earnings. It's still going to grow at seven and a half percent long-term growth rate, earnings growth for the next five years. Uh, and if they can't get the earnings going on the advertising side, they can just cut spending in the metaverse uh, and turn those cash flow spigots on any time that they want. My sense is they're going to get it all to work. I would never bet against Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, many people have tried in the past when he didn't have mobile going and they said that was it for Facebook and he always pivots. He always figures things out. And I think the other thing people are, are neglecting to keep in mind, they're saying advertising is down because the economy is down. But this is a political ad spend year. And that's not really correlated to the overall economy. When these politicians want to get elected, they run ads like crazy. And, uh, ah. and where are they going to run it other than the most uh, the greatest advertising platform ever invented by man, which is uh, which is the meta platforms, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So. I think that's an opportunity. I think you go into something safe and high quality in, in pharma like J&J, &J, trading at 15 times next year's earnings. You get a 2.7% dividend while you wait. Uh, and you've got a diversified business with the devices, with the, with the drugs, and, and with the consumer products. 
Uh, so stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, we, we still like our longer term uh, uh, plays in uh, biotech in China, which is now acting like a dead dog because of these lockdowns every couple of days. But this too shall pass. Uh, same thing happened in 1918 to 1920 with the Spanish flu. Even without vaccines, eventually it runs out of steam and, and uh, the virus has infected everyone they can and uh, people go on with their lives. And the same thing will happen with China. But in the meantime, they're jamming a ton of stimulus down the pipeline. And the minute those doors open and they stop playing around with these uh, ridiculous shutdowns, uh, you are going to see a boom there like you haven't seen before. Uh, and uh, over the next three to five years, that's going to be the place to be. And if you're not in yet, my best suggestion would be watch the dollar. Uh, if and when you start to see some dollar weakening, if, that, if the Fed starts to move at a slower pace like we anticipate in coming months, watch the dollar. The minute that dollar stops going up and starts to stabilize and even come down, that's when you want to get your emerging markets exposure, some high quality in, in China as well, uh, and, uh, and just hang on for a great ride for the next three plus years. It's going to be a home run. Well, perfect said there, Thomas, and I appreciate you bringing in a little bit of a flag there for all of us to keep on watch with the dollar. We'll keep watch on some of these high quality names and have you back on. Appreciate you like always, Thomas. Thanks, Mitch.